What is going on, guys? My name is Ryan Prendes, a Ryder Crypto Guy, and this is my business partner. Yo, what's up, y'all? I am Nestor Sanchez, or at Crypto Dilo. Thank you for hopping on. And we are the master nodes. Thank you guys for tapping into today's podcast. Much appreciated. As always, remember to follow our personal social media accounts to stay up to date with us. Mine is at Ride the Crypto Guy. And my boys and Nestor's is at Crypto Dilo. Make sure you all stay to the end to hear about some additional resources that we're going to provide y'all to get you guys more zoned into the cryptocurrency space. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start today's podcast with 2022's year-end review of what's happening in the crypto market, all the news that's kind of been affecting the market, and where me and Nestor think the market is going to head. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so obviously there's been some good news there's been some bad news um we're going to talk a bit about some of the good stuff that's happening in the cryptocurrency space um we've seen a lot of adoption uh first and foremost uh jack dorsey i feel like he was one of the people who kind of took everybody by the hand and was like all right i'm gonna start integrating bitcoin and cryptocurrency into our everyday lives um he owns square and that has payments for you know retailers uh also websites so you're actually i think able to utilize that as well um and he plans to kind of make it one of the payments that everybody uses and that everybody can use one of the things with bitcoin is it does cost money to move and it does take a little bit of time so um usually around like 10 minutes to actually fully send some cryptocurrency but one of the cool things that's happening is it integrates the Lightning Network. So the Lightning Network is a little bit faster. Um, well, pretty much instantaneous. Also, it is very low fees as well. So he wants to kind of integrate the Lightning Network, and he has integrated the Lightning Network into his Square, um, like all the things that he has going on with Square. And also he was with Twitter as well, right, before Elon kind of swooped it up. Um, and he had tipping also using that Bitcoin Lightning Network. So he does want to make those payments available um, for anybody who wants to use them. And Twitter is, I feel like, one of the growing social medias right now because of Elon, because of all the things that's happening as well. So um, I think that was very good um, for him to kind of integrate all that. And it also, you know, gives us access to Bitcoin at our fingertips. I don't know who uses Cash App. But Cash App is kind of where I started buying my Bitcoin in the beginning. Um, but like, yeah, so that's kind of one of the ways that we are integrating this so much into our everyday lives. And some other major, major news that we saw this past year uh, actually involved some states and really their interest in the cryptocurrency market. Uh, for instance, one thing that we saw was that the UK gave tax breaks to investment managers to cover crypto assets. Another thing that we saw was the US president signed bills, which included, included regulations of digital assets. You know, the thing is, is with a lot of these states, I feel that there are a lot of um, regulations that kind of came around this past year. Uh, and the reason being is because crypto really sped up um, in terms of development, in terms of expansion, and also in terms of just companies really, really being exposed for what they were really doing. Uh, a lot of centralized companies were being exposed. And so because of this, you know, uh, consumers and uh, 
retailers, uh, retail um, investors and traders kind of had to be protected. So states are now stepping in and they're saying, hey, you know what? We actually don't like what's going on with this. Although we don't have control over it, we at least have control of how our citizens interact with it. So this is why we saw, you know, the, the UK and the US kind of um, start to roll out more regulations, more policies involving digital assets. So that way, uh, reg, um, retail and consumers, uh, retail consumers are able to be protected uh, by these, you know, governments and by these laws that these governments are creating. Um, something that a lot of people may have not agreed with within the crypto community, but I personally believe it's something that we desperately needed in order to protect our retail investors and traders. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of an unnecessity right now. Um, a lot of, I would say, like traditional um, investors really pushing for um, that kind of regulation. And I think it, a big thing is they kind of want it safer. You know, a lot of people, they're a little bit older um, when they're investing and they decide like they don't want to lose. Right. That a big thing is, OK, they're OK with some drawback. Right. Obviously, but they don't want to lose their money. They don't want something that's going to be risky going to zero. And when there's not any government regulation, I feel like they're a little bit scared to kind of get into it. I feel like some of the more um, less traditional investors or people who are brought up around this time, they don't really care. Like some of them are like, you know, regulation or not, I'm investing in cryptocurrency. I'm going all in. And um, I feel like that's an okay mentality to have. But also um, we want as much governments integrating cryptocurrency into um, you know, our lives and all these different things. Once that adoption happens, obviously, I think it's going to be very great for the cryptocurrency space. Speaking of adoption, let's look at some of the major companies who are now accepting Bitcoin as payment. So I'm pretty sure most of you guys know these companies. If you're from the U.S., uh, we're going to just name some off. We got AMC, Wikipedia, Microsoft, AT&T, Burger King, KFC. Overstock, Subway, Twitch, Pizza Hut, and more. So we kind of got all these different companies that are now integrating Bitcoin and cryptocurrency into the way they do payments. And I think that's very, very huge because all these currencies, um, I mean, all these companies now can get money from all around the world. Um and especially now that most companies are online, I feel like this was a very needed kind of move uh, from these companies. And another thing is we don't need to give them all of our information in order to send a Bitcoin payment. So that's um, another thing that's pretty cool as well. They don't necessarily have our information. They're not selling that information either. And uh, we're able to utilize cryptocurrency to buy things that we need every day and things that we love. You know, I love going to Burger King, getting myself a Whopper. If I could use cryptocurrency to buy that, you know, that's great for me. And um, we're also seeing like, I feel like there are going to be a lot more integrations once those governments kind of settle everything down in terms of regulations, in terms of like, what exactly is Bitcoin? What exactly is XRP? And um, you're kind of seeing that stuff right now with the whole SEC. It's kind of what with its trial with um, XRP, 
we're kind of seeing everybody kind of set all these different terms in terms of what is going to be the new precedent from now on. So I think that's very, very huge what is happening. Um, and we just can't wait till that thing gets settled so we can actually get some some good quality um, precedents in order to start setting them for all these other cryptocurrencies as well. Yeah, that Ripple lawsuit really is uh making room i believe for what's to come with these cryptocurrency companies you know ever since that lawsuit kind of took effect and went into place we saw a lot of um damage done to other uh, comp uh crypto companies as well you know we kind of saw um <clears throat> coinbase being looked uh, looked into binance being looked into and a lot of other uh, different types of exchanges kind of really dialing things back in terms of you know their movement forward because they were afraid to be hit by fines by the sec you know yeah. and so uh, i feel like once that lawsuit is kind of done and over with that's really going to set precedence for a lot of other cryptocurrency exchanges um although ripple is not a cryptocurrency exchange basically in short their lawsuit is fighting for if xrp was a security and so that precedent is really going to set the tone for a lot of exchanges because the SEC is kind of going after these exchanges saying, hey, wait, no, you guys are, are actually selling securities and not filing them or not reporting them. So that's really going to set the tone for how they're going to approach these cryptocurrency exchanges. But we'll kind of see where that goes. Another thing we wanted to talk to you guys about was uh, OpenSea hit $5 billion in monthly trading volume this year. So I know the NFT community has kind of dwindled out over the past year. Um, you know, it hasn't been the best of circumstances for the NFT community this past year. However, uh, one of the major achievements was this, was actually hitting $5 billion monthly trading volume, which I think was good at the end, at the beginning of the year, you know, open T, I mean, NFTs in general were very strong. You know, uh, there was a lot of support behind them. I believe that because the market is down right now and because of the fact that, you know, people's confidence in cryptocurrency may have been hit because of the past events that we've seen that we're actually going to be going over in a bit this past year. I believe that morale overall, not just with cryptocurrency, but with the NFT space as well is down because of that. And another thing I believe is that once we enter into our next bull run, everything's going to start popping up into your guys' feeds. Bored Apes, Pudgy Penguins, um, CryptoPunks, uh, you know, uh, all these other little um, companies that are going to start selling their NFTs for the utility purposes is still going to be around. Because the thing is, cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. NFTs aren't going anywhere. In fact, this is only the beginning. And so with that being said, I truly believe that the NFT space is going to evolve into something we've never seen before. And really 2023 is going to be the year where everyone's going to make it happen. Although the market's going to be down and morale is not going to be as high, everything behind the scenes is going to take into effect. And all of the possibilities that we've talked about with NFTs are going to really come into fruition in 2023, going into 2024. That's what I personally believe. But what about you, Nestor? Um, I definitely think um, we're definitely heading in the right direction in terms of all these different things. 
And I feel like what you're saying is right. Right now, they're using this time to kind of uh, move things forward, even though there's not that much interest in it. And I feel that's kind of the way generally things work. Um, even if there's not, when there's not that much interest, that's when everybody's building. That's when things are actually happening. And you don't hear about these things until that bull run hits, right? You don't hear about all this good news until um, money is already flowing into it. Banks are already putting it into it and they're investing. So um, this is kind of huge. Um, and these, a lot of people don't understand the cycles that we go through because a lot of times they just hear about Bitcoin when everything's up. So they don't really understand what's going on when everything's down. And like, like I said, this is times where people are building the foundations for the bull rug, um, for everybody to hop on for more adoption. And this is actually where, you know, all the billionaires are made, all the millionaires are made because they're able to get all these great cryptocurrency projects at very low prices. And once everybody figures it out, once everybody hops on the trend, then they're able to capitalize off of all the new money in the market. And um, it's definitely uh, huge um, how much money was going into the NFTs as well. $5 billion is nothing to laugh at. Uh, it's definitely a good amount of money, uh, especially when some of these NFTs, for those of you guys who do not know what it is, an NFT is just a digital asset. So for these digital assets, some of them are literally just pictures, right? Some of them are literally just artwork. Some of them are videos, you know, but some of these are actual projects that have, you know, specific types of tasks that are going to be completed. Um, it's called the roadmap. So they actually have, you know, different collaborations that they're trying to do. Some of them integrate merchandise. Some of them integrate shoes. Some of them integrate events. So there's a lot of different things that, can come with this NFT. And once people realize that an NFT is more than just a picture on your laptop, then they're gonna be able to utilize NFTs as they actually should be. And I think right now it's vital that some of these companies, some of these NFTs, some of these um, you know exchanges actually fall off, right? We actually want this in order to um, see who is for real, right? And um, Definitely, uh, the cryptocurrency space is still growing. So there's not really concern for me in that aspect. You know, according to a report by AAA, as of 2022, it is estimated that there will be more than 320 million cryptocurrency users worldwide. So we are not stopping in terms of new people getting in the space, but you're, you're kind of not hearing all this stuff um, because banks don't want you to know this right now, you know, because they're actually investing. They want the lowest prices on these cryptocurrencies. And like I said, there was a lot of things that happened that kind of needed to happen. We needed these exchanges to kind of die off in order to see who's real, who's actually trying to help the cryptocurrency community and who's not. So yeah, another reason, oh, sorry. I was gonna say a lot of the reasons why we're also seeing that and the reason why we're not seeing all these like good headlines in the news is because of all the negative news also that's currently affecting the market. Exactly. And some people don't even 
they only listen to the negative news, right? Mm -hmm. They don't go out of their way to search that stuff. They're the oh, high human people. They're the like, oh, you know, I told you, I told you it was gonna happen. And it yeah. happened. Look at look, I told you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, th there was a lot of bad news this this uh, year, I would say. Uh, like it really exposed what was underneath that bull run, what was underneath hitting a trillion dollars in market cap. So some of it was good. Yeah, we, we just showed you guys a lot of good stuff that's happening with crypto. But we want to show you the opposite side of the coin. You know, there's pros and cons to everything. There's bad and good with everything. Well, what is the kind of bad stuff? What what kind of turned people away from crypto? But like I said, it's kind of needed. So, uh, um, oh. oh, okay. Well, I just want to talk about the crash of many different crypto cri exchanges and businesses due to the lack of money in cryptocurrency. So um, one of them being Terra Luna. That was a project that had a stable coin that was pegged to um, Terra Luna. So they were kind of connected. Once one fell because of the lack of volume in Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these assets that they had, the other one completely fell apart. So that kind of caused a whole um, crash within Terra Luna and its whole ecosystem. And it's speculated that other um, exchanges actually played a role in this. Um, and they did it kind of on purpose. It was just speculated. And one of the exchanges that played a role in this was FTX. And um, FTX has been in some very hot water. I believe that they were trying to deliberately kind of use customers' funds to fund their own things. So there was a whole FTX ecosystem as well. It was not just an exchange. They had you know, some investment firms. I think they had um, Alameda, which was just like kind of its own account that was um, stockpiling cryptocurrency. They had and, BlockFi. And BlockFi as well. So FTX was trying to buy a lot of different cryptocurrency companies in order to bring it onto this FTX ecosystem. And Sam Bankman-Fried was kind of there and he... He's saying that a lot of the stuff that happened wasn't intentional, but based on the numbers, you can very much see that there was some foul play and that if if there was not negligence, then it was deliberate what he was doing, you know. And then another one you see is Celsius as well. It would let you borrow money um, based on some of the cryptocurrency that you had locked up. So you're actually able to borrow money, be your own bank with Celsius. Same thing, markets fell. They were not able to handle um, all the leverage that they had, all the money that they've borrowed, and that kind of caused it to collapse as well. You got Three Arrows Capital, which was heavily invested into um, some of the ETH space that got hit recently. And also they were invested into FTX and BlockFi and stuff like that. So when that took a hit, that obviously brought down some of the business. And then also BlockFi as well. It was connected to FTX. So they kind of dropped everything as well. So there was a lot of cryptocurrency exchanges and businesses that took a huge hit from, you know, either negligence, bad people, bad, um, bad management. Um, and it was all, it could have all very much been avoided if you lost money in that space, if you just had your cryptocurrency, not on that exchange, 
you know, a big thing that we say is that we want you to have your money not on exchanges because if it's not your keys, not your crypto, right? If you had money in Celsius and it went under like I did, um, well, guess what? Your, your funds are locked in that as well. So you have to very much keep in mind the risk when you're putting your money in exchanges or holding your money in exchanges and just understand both sides of this. Yeah, going back to what you kind of said earlier about the Terra Luna crash, I personally think that that's kind of what got the ball rolling um, in terms of market dips, because around that time, you know, we actually saw uh, Bitcoin and a lot of cryptocurrencies kind of really drop in price a good amount. And that's kind of what started this domino effect of, okay, well, you know, Terra Luna or Terra Labs, you know, did this with their cryptocurrency and you know peg did and, and and made these mistakes what does that mean for other exchanges what does that mean for other cryptocurrencies that these exchanges that these exchanges are kind of utilizing these native tokens um are they utilizing them in the correct way so that way our retail investors and our uh, retail traders are safe right now you know we actually have to look into us and that's kind of what the government was going through in the sec and and and, and all these other um foreign you know uh groups that were kind of looking into they were saying you know okay well what's actually happening let's take a step back let's look into these companies and see are they doing what they're supposed to be doing and then that's when people started looking more into these companies and you know we had people like uh bitboy that was looking into you know all the wrongdoings that ftx was doing and, and he was actually talking about ftx really doing some shady stuff for quite a while he did uh, you know, after watching his podcast for this past year and, and, and really going back into his older ones from the last couple of years, he's been monitoring FTX pretty heavy. And so, um, you know, he saw this in the beginning. He saw that FTX and what they were doing was wrong and really kind of stepped into the game and said and exposed them for what they were truly doing. So, you know, we had a lot of instances like that. But another thing that I think affected the market was Axie Infinity's Ronin Bridge was hacked. To date, it's one of the largest hacks in the crypto space and around $600 million was hacked. And I believe this is also another event that kind of triggered a drop in the market. Uh, we saw this a little bit at the beginning of the year with the popular game or the popular metaverse game, Axie Infinity, uh, being hacked. Uh, remotely and from i can't remember exactly who it was from i believe it was from north korea if i'm not like it was north korean hackers am i mistaken by that um i remember that's what you said last yes. time you talked about it so. i believe so. yes i believe uh, after reading into it a little bit i ended up finding out it was north korean hackers that had hacked uh the ronin bridge and essentially what the ronin bridge did was it connected axie infinity um, to other cryptocurrencies. Uh, I believe, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what they had kind of in their inventory at the time. I'm pretty sure it was Bitcoin and Ethereum because I do remember seeing uh, that some of it was able to be recovered. However, the fact that we even saw a hack of this magnitude during a time where people's perception of cryptocurrency wasn't the best because of everything going, everything else going on in the market and the market going down in price, it really was like a low blow to our morale. And I think it was one of the reasons why we saw um, 
another sharp decline in the market. So yeah, this always has an effect, you know, hacks have effects, news has effects. Like um, another thing that we don't really hear a lot about is actually interest rates. So governments, you know, interest rates, banks, they all kind of play a role on where our money goes, right? So let me kind of put this in perspective for you, right? So basically, when interest rates go up, less people borrow money, right? Because it costs more money to borrow. So if interest rates go up, then that means there's also less inflation because there's less people, less, less money going out there, there's less money being printed. And if there's less money going out there, then that means there's less money going into markets. And a lot of the time, some people are actually pulling out money from the markets in order to you know pay these debts because interest rates gone up. Um, and that also tends to make the market go down. So different things like interest rates going up also have a huge effect. Last year, they were printing a lot of money. Interest rates were at an all-time low. And what happened, you know, during that last year? Well, we were hitting the top of that bull run, right? And then the year before that, we were also getting a lot of money from governments. Um, we we're also getting uh, money from, you know, the stimulus checks. And that was going into crypto. That was going into um, riskier investments. And once that kind of was over, <laughs> um, we saw this huge correction Um and for a lot of people, they feel like they lost money, but this is a great opportunity to kind of get into the space. Uh, one of the big things about this is it's the long game, right? One of the games we're playing here is we don't want to buy Bitcoin and it go up $200 million in one day. What we expect is Bitcoin to go up, appreciate over time due to scarcity, due to the technology behind it, and the usefulness behind it, right? And we understand that over time, people are going to start to understand this more. Um, so we definitely think that this is, we may be hitting all-time lows soon. You know, we may be hitting um, cryptocurrencies going down, not, not ever recovering. But I feel like this is part of the slash and burn. You know, we need some of these cryptocurrencies to burn in order for the next cryptocurrencies to kind of grow to be in fruition to actually follow through and uh, we need examples right we need ftx as an example for this to never happen we need celsius as an example for this to never happen and um, uh, i'm glad that some of these things went down even though i may have lost money or you know tied up some money that was not supposed to be tied up and just because of the live and learn factor. A big thing about this is cryptocurrency is the wild west um, right now, especially, right? There's no regulation. There, there's regulation now, but, you know, less regulation. We still don't really know what it is. We're still learning about it. Not a lot of people know. And there are hackers out there, right? There's people who want your money more than you. So um, understanding all these different things, being as safe as possible and um, kind of learning these security things is going to help us with that that uh, movement in that's to come. You know, there is going to be a bull run. There is going to be an end to this bear run. Um, but where are you going to be? What side of the coin are you going to be at? Are you going to be the investor that's enjoying the bull run? Or are you going to be the person who sat out during the bear market when everything was low? 
right? You can very much invest $10, right? You can invest $5 into the cryptocurrency space. But understanding it, I think, is a lot more important. And um, we're definitely going to be talking about where we think um, the markets are going to be going soon. Yeah, moving into 2023, I think we're kind of going to see about the same amount of movement that we saw towards the end of 2022. Uh, I do believe you are correct. I believe we're going to see all-time lows going into the new year. However, I believe it's also going to be a lot of room for expansion, a lot of room for development, and a lot of room for improvement in general. You know, with these companies, I I can I only hope for the best uh, when it comes to these cryptocurrency exchanges, especially especially when they're uh, centralized cryptocurrency exchanges. But at the end of the day, you know, everyone has their own agenda. I don't believe we're going to see an end um, to these you know kind of complications that we may have come across. However, I do believe it's going to leave a lot of people to be more cautious about where they store their crypto and how they store their cryptocurrency, you know, and where exactly are they trusting their cryptocurrencies, you know, to be staked, to earn interest, to be held? Because, you know, we've seen a lot of really shitty things these past couple of months, you know, with FTX, um, with Celsius. Uh, with, you know, uh, just a lot of uh, these exchanges kind of coming to lie and being like, okay, you know, this is happening. Uh, this is really kind of what's going on behind the scenes. What can we do as retail investors, as retail traders to protect our cryptocurrency? Not only that, you know, we also saw um, a lot of things happen uh, with, uh, what's his name's company? Um, the micro strategy yes micro strategy you know micro strategy is down tremendous right now with cryptocurrency i don't think it's it, it's not going to uh um, i think they actually bought some more recently <laughs> yeah i wouldn't know that they did but it's not going to fall apart like ftx um but i do believe that you know we're kind of going to see a shift and how these companies themselves are, um, you know, investing into cryptocurrency. So not only from the retail traders' perspective, are we going to see change, but from, you know, the big money, the big players, we're also going to see change in them as well. And not only that, I feel like there's going to be a lot less um, risky investors out there. You know, at the beginning of the year and even in 2021, we saw a lot of, you know, shit coins, uh, kind of crash and burn they you know there was a lot of rug pulls a lot of people made a lot of money but a majority of the people lost money you know and all these rug pulls and all these shit coins so i think there's going to be a lot of less risky investors out there because they're going to be so cautious and precautious about kind of who they're investing their money with and where they're investing their money into what assets they're purchasing but once that bull run comes into fruition, I think everyone has to be cautious about where their money is going because, you know, you get so caught up in emotions, you know, your friend made up, turned a thousand dollars into, you know, $10,000 by investing into, you know, Doge, Elon, baby coin or something like that. And, and so when this next bull run comes around, you guys really have to be cautious about where you guys are investing your money. 
Because if you guys aren't cautious about where you're investing your money, your 10,000 could turn into zero like that. I mean, just this past year, we saw FTX, Sam Bankman Freed, the one of the engineers or someone that they believe was going to be like the next Zuckerberg of cryptocurrency, lose billions, uh, billions of dollars. Just like that. Of of other people's money, which is insane. Yeah. It's not like he I mean, even was if just trading money, and stuff lost, like that. But, <laughs> but yeah, he was you're right. like deliberately taking other people's money, putting it into risky investments and losing, you know? And then what he was doing was trying to chase that, right? Oh, well, well, I have to make more, more money now. So I'm gonna utilize other people's money to do it again. And so where you invest your money is gonna be huge. Um, I would say look at investments if you want to talk about them uh you can always ask us uh we're not gonna try and give you guys just you know things to invest in but we want to have a conversation about what could potentially be good you know we have dexes to look at the DeFi space is decentralized finance uh that's something that you should definitely look at we don't want you investing into centralized coins i would say that are like you know, crypto.com coin, you could obviously do your own research, do what you want to do. But um, yeah, where you invest is huge and also how you invest. So be secure with your cryptocurrency. Do not keep it all on an exchange. Um, that's it's not that we don't want you guys to invest in those coins, but we definitely want you guys to start doing your own research. Doing your own research is going to be key moving into 2023. Yeah. So another thing, yeah, like don't just have it all on an exchange. You can get a ledger, keep it on your phone with different wallet apps. So just move your money out. And um, another thing of advice, like I said, this is the long game. Patience is key. And patience is what makes millionaires. Um, but a big thing is understanding. So do your own research. Um, ask us how to do our own research, uh, how we do it. Um, we actually made a video on that too. If you guys want to check that out on YouTube, um, we'll put the link up. But we definitely need you guys uh, and want you guys to be confident crypto investors, right? That's one of our goals is to create 500 confident crypto investors. And you can't be confident in your ability without some type of knowledge, without some type of education. So I want you guys to definitely double down in that. And, um, and do you have anything you guys else to say? Yeah, if you guys actually want to be more secure with your guys' cryptocurrency, you guys can click on the link, this one in the top right corner. I'm going to go ahead and add it for you guys to our security video. And that's going to teach you everything you guys need to know about how to be more secure with your cryptocurrency. Some examples that we give, I believe uh, Nestor actually talks about his ledger uh, that he has and how he uses it to secure his crypto. And so, yeah, we just want you guys to be as prepared as you guys can moving into the new year and not just moving into the new year, but moving forward in general, because like I said, cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. It is here to stay. So we have to adapt. We have to get used to it. And we have to be able to learn how we could be better investors. Mm -hmm. uh, but that kind of wraps up today's podcast. Thank you guys for tapping in. Much appreciated as always. Remember to follow and subscribe to our personal social media accounts. Mine is at Ride the Crypto Guy. My boys Nestor's at Crypto Dilo. And um, we're also our, have our social media accounts for the Masternodes. We're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter, all at the Masternodes. Our visual podcast experience can be found on YouTube. And our audio podcast experience can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all your other favorite podcast resources. Visit our website, www.themasternodes.com, and subscribe to our email list to receive the latest and greatest cryptocurrency information. And if you guys want to talk to us a little bit more um, in terms of like actually communication, we have a Discord that you guys can hop in. It's basically for money makers. So if you don't want to make money, we don't need you there. Um, but we're trying to make a community, like we said, of confident crypto investors. But we don't just talk about crypto as well. We would love specialists. We would love people who inquire about stocks, trading, forex. You know the whole the whole lot. And we want you guys to kind of be in there, talk, grow. We put news updates in there, market updates. Um, a lot of the stuff that we talked about um, in this podcast were actually brought up beforehand in that news. I mean, in that Discord. And that's kind of how we get our news out there to the people who listen to us. Um, another thing we have is if you wanted to be a part of an online university that teaches about digital entrepreneurship, you can definitely text us, um, you know, drop a comment down below, DM us, and we're definitely going to be there to help you team up with you and help you make more money in this online world that we have right now. A lot of the stuff that um, can make you money is going to be online especially moving into the next year and the next years after that because of automation because of um you know all these robots and if you're not learning about it now then when you need it down the line um it's going to be a lot harder to kind of double down and kind of make money in that so we want you guys to be on the front edge of all this stuff and if you want that as well then um, obviously you can find us we'll help you we'll teach you and we'll we'll all make some money together yes and thank you to all of our loyal listeners this past year without you guys me and Nestor wouldn't be able to do what we love so thank you guys we hope you guys had a good 2022 now let's move into 2023 with some confidence remember if you guys have ever have any questions please feel free to reach out to us but my name is Ryan Prendes this is my boy, Nestor Sanchez. Uh, and yes. um, like I yeah. said, we really do appreciate you guys. Um, we hope you have a wonderful year um, coming up. And I hope we're all in the position to make some money, to make some bread, and to grow from um, the cryptocurrency space. And as always, guys, try your best to choose kindness and have a great day. Yes. Thank you guys for tapping in. Much appreciated as always. Bless up and happy new year here at the master knows we are not making any claims as to income you may earn before entering any agreement please use caution and seek the advice of a professional advisor such as attorney or financial advisor please ensure your own research is done before investing any money into the market